The date is Friday, August 14th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. Welcome back to Nostalgia Month on Entertain This. Entertain This. The one only podcast that encapsulates everything entertainment. Um, and we are back for our second installment of Throwback Month. Yeah. And uh, it is my turn to talk, and I plan to talk. But first, I want to talk to you guys about some stuff. Okay. Um, so recently, just a little talking point to bring us in, uh, I have started a quest if you would, Quest. a personal goal. Uh, I have started recollecting all of the Game Boy Advance games of my youth, of my childhood. Gotcha. And it could have stemmed from the fact that we're doing like this nostalgia month or this like throwback month. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. But so far I've gotten uh, my old Spider-Man game that was like the first game I ever got like with my original Game Boy. I've gotten a Rugrats uh, kind of party game, like Jackbox games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for I've the gotten... Nintendo DS? No, 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 no. For, for the old Game Boy Advance, Advance. SP. Game Boy Advance SP, okay. Correct. Um, I get those confused. I don't know why. And I guess my question to you guys are, like, do you, did you guys have Game Boys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So, so what <laughs> games did you guys have? Uh, biggest one. <laughs> All of them? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, biggest one for me was... Uh, I put the most time into Pokemon Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, is that the one with the blue case? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's the one. Yep. And even before that, did you have a Game Boy Color? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not. I had, yeah. a, li- I had a lime green a one. Game Boy Color. Those are actually one. super rare. Did you know that? Really? Those are very rare Game Boys. Huh. Yeah. I don't know where mine went. It's in storage somewhere. Like, like the Game Boy Colors as a whole or specifically the lime green one? The lime green one, specifically. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's because like the special edition Game Boys go for a lot of money. Oh, though. yeah. So I've, I've gotten way into like... I Game had the Boys. lime green one. My sister had the like purplish pink one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to go on I eBay had the purple real quick. One. Yeah, you can check that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not talking about Game Boys today, unfortunately, though I would bait love to. Bait and switch. Here we go. It is the bait and switch. I just wanted to <laughs> talk about that thing I was excited about. Today, we're going to take it back. Back, back. Back to uh, children's television and just breaking the walls of television and making it more kid friendly. Um, so that. we're going to be talking about uh, cartoons. We're going to be talking about uh, industry. We're going to be talking about uh, you know denial and pitches that got denied and then picked up and a bunch of interesting stuff that I planned for today that we're going to be talking about. <laughs> But I want to open up with a question on the actual topic. Um, what were you guys' favorite cartoons as a kid? What what cartoons make you guys think like, "Hey, th- this is childhood"? Rugrats, right off the bat. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, uh-huh. I'm trying to think. Uh, There's probably. Well, I liked Ed, Ed and Eddie. Ed and Cartoon Network. Yeah, I was I was a much bigger Cartoon Network kid than anything else. That's the one that's like. Okay. Yeah, it does like the, I'm not going to do the whistle thing because it won't pick oh, yeah. up on the mic, but <laughs> it's like, um, then there was Pokemon. There's yeah. Pokemon too. Pokemon show. Uh, uh, that was on Cartoon Network, I think. I know. Dragon Ball Z was probably my one that I watched religiously. That was one everyone got into, but I never did. Ooh, I don't know why. <laughs> you never, it, okay. It well, that was like, still kind of like you were a teenager. Like Dragon Ball Z was meant for like no. the teenage era. Mm-mm. No, I, I I was watching it when I was like 
seven. Yeah, definitely before ten. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I was never into Dragon Ball Z. It would come on at night, and I'd be like, oh, I, I should change the channel. No, it came on Toonami immediately after getting home from school. Toonami. <laughs> I didn't no, I like forgot Toonami. about Toonami. I fucking love Toonami. It was like all the anime, and then Pokemon was in there. Yeah, why do you think I am the way that I am, Nick? So <laughs> I don't like anime. <laughs> so other than Rugrats, you guys kind of uh, center centralized around one network. There's SpongeBob, too. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Everyone watched SpongeBob. Yeah, I, I, I would say I, generally I central. It'd be one of those things where I had an order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go Cartoon Network. There's commercials on that. You switch Disney. over to Nickelodeon. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess my next question to you guys is, what do you think came first? Uh, is this a chicken or the egg type question? Or? No, this is like a, a in in the timeline in the linear timeline of television. Uh, if you were to like make a timeline, what do you think the order of kids television came to? Um, I would imagine Disney probably started on another network. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cartoon Network probably was. Here's what I think happened. And I think it was Cartoon Network probably got to start from MTV because MTV was kind of like on the edge in the That's fringe. That's a good point. Okay. Like in the 80s. And then they're like, oh, we make the same kind of stuff, but for kids. And then they, they split off into Adult Swim. I know they still do the time-sharing thing, mm-hmm. but they split the channel in two. So I think Cartoon Network's first, and then the Disney Channel, and then probably Nickelodeon, because I know Nickelodeon came out of the 90s. Um, not that I remember that far back, but uh, that's that's what I think. That's my theory. Sure. That's my game theory. Well, I've got a little bit of a head start here, because I can read directly off your mind. <laughs> yes, so I'm going you to cheater. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, interject and tell you guys... Um, what if the one you thought came last came first? Nickelodeon was first. Nickelodeon mm-hmm. was actually the first television channel that was made solely for children. For children, okay. Wow. It started the trend of channels that were meant just for kids on December 1st of 1977, or at least that is when, uh, that is when it was first set off and tested with American audiences. Hmm. And this is like a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was officially lo- launched on April 1st, 1979. Um, and that's when it kind of took ownership of that title, the first channel for children. Okay. Um, but at the time, it it really only premiered, like it only tested this one show called Pinwheel. And it was like a Sesame Street style uh, mix of puppets talking to parents and like humans interacting with the puppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was freaky looking. I <laughs> I urge you to do a Google search on Pinwheel uh, because the visuals for it are just absolutely terrifying. Just right off the bat, uh, you can see like their title screen looks like one of those found footage like creepy creepy oh, no. pastas <laughs> where it's like, oh, do you guys remember this? Sh-? Like like somebody definitely looked into it and was like, Pinwheel never existed. I was just <laughs> it's one of those weird Mandela I was just making it things. up. Yeah. But uh, look, so this is a short called uh, Bagpuss. I hate that. Yeah, so... so <laughs> I don't like that title. <laughs> for yeah. some of the viewers who can't kind of see, but it was a mix of, like, uh, puppets and cartoon, and that's kind of what they started with. And I guess back in the 70s, it was... I mean, it was cool, you know? <laughs> it was acceptable. Yeah, so Nickelodeon actually was a sister network to MTV and VH1. No shit. Huh. Yeah. So they were they are related. They are owned by the the same people. But when you're talking chronological, uh, Nickelodeon was the spinoff of MTV. Wow. So 
MTV was way, back in the seventies. Oh yeah. Oh wow. I mean, the very first, uh, the very first music video to ever premiere on MTV was uh, "Video Killed the Radio Star," which I think premiered. Like, that was a yeah. song from a long time ago. Let me get the exact date <laughs> for you real quick. It was before the 80s, maybe? I Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. it would have had to have been, you know? Video I mean, that was... By the the Buggles. The Buggles, correct. Not the Beatles, <laughs> the Buggles. Buggles. It released... 1979. In 1979, oh, which is goodness. the year that uh, Nickelodeon was launched. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is like the... This is like... These, this is the time where they're turning away from radio. That's 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 where I want to set your brains, mm-hmm. um, but I mean I I just want to paint a visual picture for you guys real quick to tell you how much I love Nickelodeon, because I have very vivid memories of being a small child, it being a Saturday morning. I don't have to get up for school, but I'm still up at like eight thirty a.m. So I run out of my parent or I run out of my my bedroom. I run into my parents' room. They're still asleep, but I'm a child, so I jump up in their bed and I wake them up. Mm-hmm. And on their TV, they fell asleep watching Full House on Nick at Night. And playing on their TV, there's that. Uh, We're going to cut that in, the Rugrats theme. Yeah. We're going to have to. And it's just such a happy memory of mine because, I mean, I loved every single one of those, like, episodes. of. And um, to harpen back on it, like, the even the at home movies that came from those TV shows. Oh yeah, you I guys Rugrats remember, in Paris. Oh, yeah. You guys remember the very special thing about those movies? They were orange. Yeah, orange VHSs. Orange VHSs. That's right. And those were the Nickelodeon VHSs. So, throughout its history, Nickelodeon has introduced sister channels with themed blocks, and that's where you get your like Nick Jr., which uh, started in uh, 1988. Nick Jr. was the like toddler to like third graders, those are the ones, you know, where you get, uh, like, the tune face. You guys remember the tune face? You used to introduce, like, blues Oh, blues. God, yes. Yeah, that's yes. a memory from your past. He had a very, like, comforting voice, but all he was was a face on a TV screen. Yeah, he was just a face, and it was all... That was actually his name, now that I think about it. He was known as Face. Yeah, he was just Face. He was Face. That was his name. I, f- I feel like it was his name was Nick Jr. No, 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 because no. he'd be like, hey, Face here. Yeah, he's like, hi, I'm Face. He said, hey, Michael here. <laughs> Entertain this. Michael here. What if you were defenseless? Hey, Vsauce. <laughs> and then things that also came off, it was stuff like Nicktoons. Um, yeah. And with Nicktoons, it was more experimental. So Nicktoons is where like shows like, did you guys ever see Yakety Yak? <laughs> Don't talk back. It was, it was a TV show based on the song Yakety Yak. Yeah. Um, and they also showed things like, Here's one that you guys are gonna. It's gonna immediately throw you guys back. You guys remember Kablam? Mm-hmm. Kablam Maybe. with the two cartoon uh, hosts. Yep. And they were like comic book themed. Vaguely. Oh man, you should play the Kablam theme song. It would probably ring a couple bells. Yeah. So Kablam was like, uh, it had the it had the two hosts, the boy and the girl, and they like when they like folded their arms and stuff, the piece of paper folded. Instead of like it being animated, you right. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't. And stuff like that. Um, but then like came like Noggin, and Noggin was meant for like the preschool age kids. I remember Noggin. Uh, and eventually we got to Teen Nick. Uh, and Teen Nick kind of became its standalone channel in 2009, but before that, that was when you got like the live action stuff. Like Degrassi? Yeah. <laughs> so this channel kind of perpetuates childhood in a way of like. 
it followed us as we grew up mm-hmm. and provided entertainment as we grew up um, in a way that like Cartoon Network kind of did with like Adult Swim and Toonami and all of that. But I feel like <laughs> Adult Swim it, is on its own ship. Right. Adult Swim <laughs> very much is on its own ship. But um, Let's be honest. this was the first channel made for kids. Okay. Which I just think is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a television channel. Well, you could argue, and I'm playing devil's advocate here. Go ahead. Just to, just to wrestle your jimmies a little bit. But you could argue that PBS was the first kids channel, right? Because didn't PBS have, was it PBS or was it Nick Jr. that had like Little Bear? That was Nick Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah. But PBS was like back in the 60s, late 60s, Mr. Rogers. Uh, That's fair. He went, he went to Capitol Hill and he's like, hey, we need to have a public broadcasting service. We need to have a channel dedicated to benefiting so, the public. PBS well, wasn't the exclusively public. children. Correct. It's not Nickelodeon was the first one to be exclusively children, but yes, you're right. The Public Broadcasting Act brought about PBS, and that's that right. happened in 1967. Correct. Right. Uh, and that's when you're seeing like Mr. Rogers come up and like be like, "We need to have something nice for these kids." Yeah. Mm-hmm. He and said that, it. And he he was very soft-spoken about it. That's a really fan, fantastic uh, speech that he gives, and if you haven't seen it, uh, it's on YouTube. But here's something that I think you guys will find really interesting, is that um, its history dates back to December 1st when the Warner Cable Communications launched its first two-way interactive cable system called Cube in Columbus, Ohio. Huh. Dece- December 1st, what year? Uh, of 1977. Oh, okay, cool. So, so that was like the first channel cable cable channel network <laughs> yeah but kind of like us it's like it took me a minute it's it's ohio like two-way interactive does that mean that like from the tv to so like from channel? from the station to your tv and you got to okay. change the channel because before tv was like this is what's playing you can gotcha. change it you just watch what was on it this is like you get to interact you get to pick what's happening right huh and we could take a deeper dive into cube if you guys would like uh, it's, you know, mostly just like, it's, it's closed circuit television is what it is. Hmm. Um, and it started in Japan as all things do. <laughs> what do things technology seems to start over there? Yeah. So, so it, it came from Japan to Columbus, Ohio, and it introduced the box of cable television networks. Right. And you got to switch between the networks. Um, as opposed to having like the big four or three, I guess it was yeah. back then, NBC, and, CBS, ABC. Correct, yeah. And clearly it was successful. Mm-hmm. Um, this was back when, like, they offered the box. And if you had a box, you got to decide what everyone watched. Right. You remember those days where it's like, oh, my family has the box. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't remember it, but, you know, <laughs> our parents talk about it all the time. Yeah. If you had the box, you got to choose, like, this is what people want to watch. Yeah. And the channels that <laughs> didn't get watched on the box, they got cut. Because at the time, you got, like, 15 channels tops. Nowadays, you get like over a thousand. If you lived in a major metropolitan area, most people out in the boonies like Iowa or something like that, they were lucky to get one. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Which kind of sucks, but I mean, there's benefits to living in the big city. Yeah, you get more channels. You get more channels. That's a really good one. (laughs) So we already kind of talked about the programming um, and all the stuff kind of associated with uh, Nickelodeon, but we haven't yet talked about the official movies that came along. Um, things like Barnyard. You remember oh Barnyard? Oh, God. 
Yeah, what a fever dream barnyard was. Jesus. But with it also came like <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies and Barbie movies and uh, you guys remember the pink the pink VHS Barbie movies, right? That your sister collected all of? Or is nope. that just a me memory? Yeah, I my sister didn't have any of those. Yeah, so my sister had all <laughs> of them and they were Nickelodeon made. And Nickelodeon still like streamed them. And you can kind of remember the uh the commercials that would come on and inter- interrupt Spongebob and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Hate commercials. With Nickelodeon uh, in, I think uh, it started in 2008, the Kids' Choice Awards was introduced. Mm. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. So the Kids' Choice Awards was... I didn't care. Do what now? I didn't care. You didn't care about the Kids' Choice Awards? I was vaguely interested. <laughs> I was like vaguely interested. Yeah, it was one of those things. I just wanted to watch celebrities get slimed. So the Kids' <laughs> Choice Awards to me slimed. was the Kids' Choice Awards was something that I looked forward to. Like, I didn't care all year. <laughs> it was a holiday to me. Really? Yeah. Huh, why? Because I watched Nickelodeon a lot, um, and Nickelodeon would advertise, and I'd be like, "The Kids' Choice Awards is all that matters." Like, I looked at Kids' Choice Awards <laughs> the same way that most people look at Coachella. <laughs> is that hey, what's so funny about that? <laughs> I would, I would still to this day, I don't follow Nickelodeon. I don't know what channels they have, and the last thing <laughs> that I know was popular on there was iCarly. <laughs> but you actively tune in to find out what teen movie had the best makeout scene. I, I don't do that anymore, <laughs> but I still to this day would be ecstatic to be invited to the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> I'm they not all, kidding. They all looked like they were having such a good time. And there was that little secret that they told you, like, uh, the Kids' Choice Awards blimps had mm. kaleidoscopes in them. Yeah. yeah. Or do you remember this? This is probably some very obscure media, but... Every, oh, I don't know. I don't know what time it was. It was the early 2000s, and I would come home. I'd get off the bus. It was first or second grade or something like that. And around maybe 3, 4 o'clock, you'd flip on Nickelodeon like you do when you get home. Sure. You don't do your homework. You procrastinate on that. As you can see, that's or if you, Or just never do it. Yeah, like, just never in my do case, it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, we flip on the tube, right? And there's Nickelodeon, and they had this... Uh, this I don't know if you want to call it a show, but it was Slime Time Live. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you remember that with mm-hmm. Pick Boy and he'd take the tape to the Pick Boy the room and he'd be like, "Yep, all right, what what do you guys want to watch?" And then of course the vote would be rigged, probably. <laughs> but <laughs> he'd be like, "Okay, here's SpongeBob." I was like, oh, "Fuck yeah, SpongeBob!" And sometimes he'd play some bullshit show like Dragon Ball Z, and I was like, Mm-mm. "I'm going to Cartoon Network." Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is not a Nickelodeon. Nick, don't you fool me. So you can't fool me. <laughs> For for the nostalgia of it, do you guys remember Snick? <laughs> yeah. Saturday no. Night Nick? No. Snick, yeah. I remember yeah. Snick. So Snick was stuff that... So that's where, like, Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> do you remember Clarissa explains it all? I don't think no. I ever watched Snick, that. Snick to me just sounds like a derogatory term. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It sounds like something I shouldn't be allowed to say. <laughs> so it was, like, one of the first American teen sitcoms. Uh, oh, okay. So this is, like, the the foundation of things like... Uh, Drake and Josh and like um, Drake and Josh was good though Drake and Josh was good and mm-hmm. like iCarly and Victorious all of that stuff came mm-hmm. because of the uh, success of Clarissa Explains It All uh, and Clarissa was played by Melissa Joan Hart who later would revisit Nickelodeon playing Sabrina the Teenage Witch okay oh uh, okay yeah which is another one that is so throwback for me she was but, on Nickelodeon? Sabrina was? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I think it's I think it was on Nick at Night. Maybe yeah. that was Disney Channel. Oh, it was for sure on Nick at Night. 
But the thing about Clarissa was Clarissa like went into uh, stuff like that teens were asking. Like she she literally explained how to be um, like like how to be a teenager. Like she talked about like like there are episodes about sex drive. And like, oh, okay. so it's about going Uh-oh. to hell and like getting your driver's license and having crushes. Um, <laughs> but it was like this this weird kind of different character who like kept a baby alligator as a pet, and like okay. was the like weird girl, right. but like she was cool and like people thought that she was interesting and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, but stuff like that that showed that like the the world was ready for these like um, female like leads mm-hmm. uh brought upon things like uh the amanda show I fucking <laughs> that was a great show the amanda show and that was like <laughs> one of the first hits of uh a man named dan schneider who we won't get too into yeah that's um, probably a good thing <laughs> but we will get into some of his work kind of weird guy uh he it was one of the the first hits that he came up with and it was a variety show hosted by none other than amanda Bynes. Um, so well, it's I haven't, the Amanda show. I haven't seen since Hairspray. I hope she's okay. Mm, she's had a rough time. <laughs> she had a rough time. <laughs> yeah, I saw her last in Hairspray, uh, and she that's probably the most famous that she's been uh, in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's kind of faded into obscurity. Correct. So well, wasn't her other big one, she, was it She's the Man? She was in She's the Man, correct, yeah. which was a movie that came out in the 2000s that was based off of a William Shakespeare play. Yeah, wasn't it basically like the Disney Channel original movie Motocrossed, but for soccer and... Am um, I thinking the right movie? If you Motocross say so, yeah. Was, I am thinking the right movie. So Motocross was... Um, it was about a girl who pretended to be a guy to race Yeah, she pretended to be crossing. her brother yes. to race. And what? in this one, she pretends to be her brother to play soccer. Let's just move on. Yes. No, I still want to talk about this. Okay. Because it's based <laughs> off of William Shakespeare's The Twelfth Night, which I think is really interesting. Hmm. You know what The Twelfth Night is, right? Nope. nope. Okay, it's a William Shakespeare play where basically... We didn't go to theater school like you. <laughs> I did, so I'm going to flex my theater muscles while I still can. It's by William Shakespeare. It's about a woman who is trying to... Um, escape a marriage to a man okay. goes out into the woods with her like handmaiden dressed as a man finds a man that she falls in love with uh and is, and is dressed like a man so she like talks up herself as the guy to mm. the other guy mm. and then at the end they find out that she's actually a boy honestly a lot of people have taken the 12th night like mulan also has remnants of the 12th night in it. yeah uh, like like <laughs> A lot now that I think about it. This is actually the first time that I've thought about mm-hmm. the comparison of the Twelfth Night and It almost seems as if William Shakespeare wrote everything and then people would just kind of make iterations off of it. Mm-hmm. That is kind of what it's like, isn't it? Hmm. We could do an entire episode on that. Something like that time. <laughs> <laughs> Ever to us. So with the Amanda show came stars like Drake Bell and yeah. Nick Sullivan and Josh Peck, yep. who got spin-off shows. Um one of the big spinoff shows was All That. All That was a spinoff show from The, the Amanda, Amanda Show because all of the characters guess, yeah. from The Amanda Show hmm. um, moved to All That. And that's where you get like, that was... All That was the Saturday Night Live <laughs> yeah, of, I was about to say that. of children. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, it is. And I, I would argue that sometimes All That hit more like Mad TV. Yeah. <laughs> because Mad TV was, it wasn't live and that kind of made it almost better than Saturday Night Live. Oh, for often. sure. 
I I would much preferred Mad TV over Saturday Night Live because Mad TV was like, and I you know what the weird thing is, I can remember a lot of famous actors who came from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I can't remember almost anyone from Mad TV. No, but, but I can I, remember sketches. Uh, yes. <laughs> what like what sketches do you remember? Spy versus Spy. Spy versus Spy. Uh, that was the a big TV one, one that I remember. I can't remember the name of it, but it was where the like big tall guy would put on like a blonde wig would put his like would powder his whole face and give himself blush yeah and then he'd be like the little kid he'd be like mommy look what i can do yeah <laughs> and then, like, that's really good son that's really good yeah <laughs> yeah that um but the all that theme song again Stuart, that was it Stuart. Oh, Stuart! Yeah, he'd be, that, that is how she, she'd be like, Ah, oh, my little Stuart! <laughs> yeah, I remember that now, but that's like all wow. that I can remember. Yeah, um, pretty but, much. But all that uh, was on for a, a really long time, and it now has found a reoccurrence um, because they brought back all of that. <laughs> they revived it like some kind mm-hmm. of dead zombie. They absolutely did. They brought the Jonas <laughs> Brothers on it when they revived it, too. No. no. But, um, <laughs> but, like... Keenan and Kel were on all that. Yeah, yeah. they were. Oh, yeah. They that was were a good show. They were the 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 Good Burger, and that's why I kind of compare it to SNL. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Right, and then they got their own TV show, or not TV show. Um, well, they did. They got the Keenan and Kel show, which right. was like Drake and Josh, but with Keenan and Kel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like that which show. I don't believe lasted for very long. Um, Didn't feel like it. I'm gonna get the exact number of seasons. There were four seasons. Of the Keenan and Kel show, but I do remember watching it uh, pretty pretty vividly. Yeah. At, the, at the same time, Drake and Josh came from the Amanda show, uh, like how Keenan and Kel came from the All That show. Drake and Josh was an actually like incredible show. Drake and Josh show. On, only got four seasons as well. Which is weird, because it felt like it was around for a lot longer. Yeah, I know. That's because I think that the new... When you're a kid, new episodes are so hard to distinguish. Like... They don't really put you on a timer. Like, I guess it was like every Saturday night there'd be new episodes of something. <laughs> yeah, but, but who cares? But you really, if them. you hadn't seen it yet, it was new. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. They play reruns. Yeah. So all that spiked things like the Keenan and Kel show, and they are Keenan, or was it Kel? Keenan? Which one? Made it to Saturday Night Live? Yeah, Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson is now on Saturday Night Live. He went from all that to Saturday Night Live. That kid has had a star studded career and he did it he really is i think you know what i think did it it was him being the french guy in the bathtub and all that and all that yeah i think that was it you think that's what made it mm-hmm. do you think that he's proud of those oh for sure now? do you think that he like goes back on how like, could you not be do you think that he like talks to his his friends on snl <laughs> and it's like hey you guys want to watch me play the french guy on i'm sure that i'm sure that he picks up women using that i wonder if he, he's in a bar he slides up yeah, hey. he doesn't use hey. I'm, he goes, hey, uh, I'm Keenan Thompson. And it's like, uh, who? Who's that? Like, <laughs> uh, SNL. They're like, nobody watches that. Yeah, anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I'm the French guy from all that. And they're like, oh, <laughs> the French guy from all that. Right. Well, anyway, here's my number. <laughs> right. That's exactly how it works. Um, so stuff like stuff like that is what kind of spreads the nostalgia jelly on my toast brain. I hate that. That's right. I hate it. I mean, so it's, much. So it's so basically the, the shows like all that, Ooh. like the Amanda show, Drake and Josh. Those are the ones that like made my childhood. But there's one that I was just barely on the cusp of. Um, SpongeBob. No. Damn. We'll talk about SpongeBob. SpongeBob came before Drake and Josh. 
It's true. It's still on today. It's still on today. In case you guys didn't know. But there was a TV show that Mm. I just barely made the cusp of watching because I was so young at the time. But I watched it, and I remember it so vividly. Um, And it was Double Dare. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember Double Dare? Double Dare was incredible. Double Dare was the show that involved the obstacle course with, like, going through the nose that, like, covered you in boogers. This is where slime comes from. Yeah, it was basically, Mm. like, uh, Nickelodeon took the idea of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Wasn't that also Nickelodeon? That was Nickelodeon. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, so they basically took that idea and made it, like, grosser. Yeah. So so the way that (laughs) Double Double Dare worked was it was a trivia game. Right. Um, you got asked a question. If you could answer, you got like $10, mm-hmm. which wasn't a lot. But if you didn't know the answer, you could dare the other team to answer. But if they didn't know the answer, they could double dare you. So if you, and every time that you either dared or double dared, yeah, you got more money. So yeah. if you, it was a $10 question. You dared the other person. They got $20 if they got it right. Mm. But if they double dared you, you got $40 if you answered it right. Hmm. Or you could take the physical challenge. And if you complete the physical challenge, you also get the money. Mm. And then you don't have to answer the question. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where, like, the snot booger came from and, like, that obstacle course that is so ingrained in my mind yeah. where they had to, like, swim through spaghetti and, like, slide down the slide out of the slime nostril. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there was, this, it was crazy shit. There was a really big thing in the 90s of just... It was really cool to have everything as gross as possible. Yeah, to get you just disgusting. Yeah, and it's like, like the bright colors and shapes that look like cartoons. Well, it's like I remember there were like TV shows where like characters' names were like fart and zits and like pus. Think of the like, think of the Ren and Stimpy show. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, that was on Nickelodeon. This, yeah, it shouldn't tracks. have been, but it was. <laughs> uh, that tracks. They did disgusting close-ups of like the characters, and they have all these like zits and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Those sounds like sounds like that. SpongeBob did it too. Yeah, let's let's double back. Let's talk about Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> double dare because Legends of the Hidden Temple is fucked. If you didn't <laughs> I Legends. All of right, Olmec. <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple pissed me off so much. <laughs> you had that one guy in the khakis. You remember? That? Oh yeah, no. I, yeah. What's his name? So uh, I I don't know, but I can find out for you. Olmec. Okay. It was Olmec. Olmec was the big. I am Olmac, keeper <laughs> of the temple. That's that was like. Olmac. Yeah. Um, it was D. Bradley Baker, hosted by D. Bradley Baker. What the fuck else was D. Bradley Baker in? Holy shit! I recognize that name from somewhere. Click his name right there. <laughs> I'll click his name right there. There's that guy. Uh, he was from Avatar: The Last Airbender, American Dad, SpongeBob SquarePants. He did a bunch of. Oh, voices. he's a big voice actor. That's what it is. Yeah, he does. And what you're was, way what in the Halo? Yeah. Um, but no, that's a tangent. Too Legends far. of the Hidden Temple <laughs> was uh, a game show where, again, you asked trivia questions, did physical challenges, um, and at the end you ran an obstacle course. And when you watched it on TV, it all seemed like this really big, fun experience. Like you and your friend go up, you get called like the Purple Monkeys, you mm-hmm. get a T-shirt, you do all of these like questions and challenges, you get slimed maybe once or twice. But what they don't tell you is, playing Legends of the Hidden Temple, you are there for, like, 12 hours straight to film it. Like on the set? 
Yeah. On location. And to get good reactions out of the kids, mm -hmm. they did not stop doing stuff mm -hmm. the entire 12 hours. <laughs> God. But the last thing that you did was you ran the obstacle course. Oh, so then they're pooped. Right. Yeah. So by the time that they run the obstacle course, they're tired and hungry, and now they're <laughs> running through this obstacle course in a daze, and it's like, uh, you know that Mr. Krabs meme? Where like everything around him is moving really fast, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's that's how they felt running through this final challenge. That explains why every time I watch it, I get pissed off because I'd be like, it's right there. Yeah, so imagine, I can do that. Imagine you're tired, you want to go home, you haven't seen your mom in twelve hours, oh you're God. at some weird sound sound stage with this guy in khaki pants, Dan he's pulling shit out of all of his fucking pockets that he has on his cargo shorts yeah. <laughs> and now suddenly you're running through an obstacle course trying to answer questions trying to get all the pieces to build this thing mm -hmm. that you have to like do and for this physical challenge or for this challenge you could like answer questions get like medallions if you hand the medallions to these freaky dudes right here <laughs> then they went away but if they didn't they like grappled you and like hugged you to death mm -hmm. and you're like Jeez. eight and doing this so that you can win some razor fucking scooters like, mm. for you and your friend who doesn't like have that. to do this, it's bullshit. Legend of the Hidden Temple was bullshit, <laughs> and it hurt people probably, but you had stuff like the Purple Parrots, and you had to build the little shrine, and you went home with, like, you guys remember the Nickelodeon game shows? You ended up with, like, uh, a resort vacation to sunny Florida. That's, like, you got, okay, so I'm glad that you mentioned that, because that was one of the, like, main, main prizes, mm -hmm. was that you got to... Uh, Nickelodeon Studios. Right, you got to stay at the Nick Hotel. You guys remember the Nick Hotel? <laughs> I always wanted to go yeah. there. Yeah. The Nick Hotel, Nickelodeon Hotel. Um, I'm going to pull that up real quick because some of the rooms at the Nickelodeon Hotel are just beautiful. Wouldn't all Every of these shows dream. be shot at the Nick Studios? The yep. Nick Studios across the street from the Nickelodeon Hotel. Yes, that's what I thought. Because so, I remember recently seeing a picture of like, hey, you want to see something depressing? Look at a picture of Nick Studios as you remembered it, and then look at it now. Yeah, no, I mean, that's how <laughs> no. I remember it. And now, now it's just a corporate office building. It's now that. it looks like that, yeah. So that's Oof. so sad. Nickelodeon definitely hit its precipice when we were kids. Mm -hmm. It did. And you know how I know that? Because they lost <laughs> King's Island to the Peanuts. Which is sad. It used to be Paramount King's Island. Correct. Paramount owned Nickelodeon. Paramount owned Nickelodeon. <laughs> Paramount owned Cartoon Network. Mm -hmm. Paramount owned um, like all of the horror franchises and a bunch of movies. Right. And that was when living in the Cincinnati metropolitan area. Is that a metropolitan area? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, so the Cincinnati metropolitan area, going to Kings Island was the equivalent of going to Disneyland, except for every other cartoon station. It was. They yeah. had SpongeBob. It was incredible. You could, yeah. you could go and meet Fred Flintstone, walk 20 feet the other way, and meet SpongeBob. You could. Because you, they owned all of it. Yeah. And the Kitty Land was fantastic. I, well would, I would unironically go like as like a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> if they, they had, still uh, had those things. Yeah. They had the Reptar <laughs> runaway, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. runaway, like, railroad track something like that and i remember i remember being so small that i stood on the like scale and they like weighed me and like took my height and they were like he's too little we can't ride it Oof, i'm no. like i can't ride a roller coaster that's for babies <laughs> they made this for babies that's what the rugrats are that was my first roller coaster you know that was I, the I want to make a joke yeah. so bad about like hey, you're so skinny you're too little, but you <laughs> I, I'm allowed to make it on now okay i was never they, tall enough that was my problem They're really like, oh you want to go on the beast sorry you got to be like 
whatever it was. Well, they had uh, they had four foot something. This this still is about Nickelodeon because Nickelodeon was at this theme park, but uh, they had the Beastie, which was like I remember that there was the Beast, then there was Son of the Beast, and then there was the Beastie, and the Beastie Mm -hmm. was for kids. It was the like little kid roller coaster. I think they turned it into Italian job. I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, they tore it down and built Italian. Okay. I think that that's what happened. And now it's called Stunt Drive. Stunt Drive. <laughs> because uh, still a fun roller coaster. Who I'll bought? Who bought out Kings Island? Uh, Six Flags. Six, Six Flags. Flags. Or is it Cedar Point? Well, Cedar Point Six Flags. Okay. Yeah. And they had to get rid of the all. Everything. So they had the <laughs> Reptar <laughs> Runaway Railroad. They had the Wild Thornberry's Log Ride. Wild Thornberry's Log Ride was the best ride there. You got so <laughs> wet. And that was why it. I loved it. <laughs> and they had like moving animatronics in the ride. Yes. Where it was like you watched like the people from the Wild Thornberries in like the woods around. Well, you'd hear like Amanda Thornberry yelling at you from the top of the ride. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Eliza, yeah. And you'd hear D. Bad D. Bradley Baker in the background doing his <laughs> little uh, the little wild boy. I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Him. Um, I forgot his name. Damn. I don't remember his name either. But they had the the Nickelodeon like Splash Park. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all like slime themed and like yeah. yellow and orange. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You had to take a train to get there. That's why I liked. <laughs> yeah, I think you did actually. True. You did. Um, well, you didn't have to, but it was faster. Too. It was optional. And they also had the monorails back then <laughs> that were all themed for like old uh, old like boomerang. TV show, so they had like the oh, monorail. Oh, no, no, no. That yeah, that was the monorail in the kids' section, but yeah, uh, if you wanted to get to the water park, you took the train. Correct. And I always mm. took the train. But right outside of the water park, do you remember what was sitting there? Proud, bold, and brash? No. The Krusty Krab. <laughs> they, <laughs> no had, they had the Krusty Krab at oh, King's man, Island. Oh, that's crazy. I would argue that I would, I would probably pay more money to go back in time to the old King's Island than I would to go to the Nickelodeon Hotel. <laughs> Sorry for the quick interruption. I'm fact-checking myself. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Donnie was his name. Donnie. Donnie. Donnie was not voiced by D. Bradley Baker. I thought I Donnie was the monkey. Was he? No, I th- Donnie was... Uh, the monkey was like he, like some sort of scientist's name. It was like... Darwin. Darwin. Yeah, Darwin. Darwin. Darwin was... Da- yes. Donnie. Donnie was actually voiced by Flea. Who? Of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that checks out, though, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My mind is blown. <laughs> we had all kinds of fun facts on this episode. Today. All kinds of fun facts about Nickelodeon. I love but, it. I mean, having, uh, having Paramount own Kings Island made living around Cincinnati feels so special. Oh my god. It made it worth it. Because like you there were so many people that came from out of town who would come just for yeah. Kings Island. Because it was like the Nickelodeon theme park. Well and like anytime I had family from out of town come in, we would have to go to Kings Island. You have to. Weirdly though, Nick didn't advertise Kings Island on its channel. Well no, because it was like it wasn't a strictly Nickelodeon thing. It was Paramount Kings Island. Yeah. I think it'd be one of those things where it's like, it'd be a lot harder to advertise like four rides. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. And it was, but it was much more large when we were kids, you know? Yeah. yeah four rides that's... seems like the entire world compared to what it is now. Mm-hmm. A shadow of its future former self. So let's let's uh, let's run down a rabbit hole real quick where I walk you through the Another evolution. Another rabbit hole? The evolution of teen programming on Nickelodeon and bring you to the modern day because I want to follow this real quick and mm-hmm. just make some stops along the way. So it starts with Clarissa explains it all, mm-hmm. which you've already been over. And Clarissa explains it all spun off into the Amanda show. 
Mm-hmm. The Amanda Show spun off into all that, mm-hmm. but also spun off into... Drake and Josh. Correct, because the characters Drake Bell and Josh Peck meshed really well together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got their own show, which was great. Uh, had some really nice, touching episodes. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I heard boob on <laughs> live or on television, yeah. which was nice because I got to say it now mm-hmm. and just and be like, I mean, dumb people. And I think the, the special part about it was <laughs> it was coming from a like 10-year-old... Uh, Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah. Drake you guys, and Josh, you boobs. Do you guys remember your favorite episode, Drake and Josh? I think one of my favorite ones, the one that immediately comes to mind is the one where Drake accidentally traps them inside of the treehouse that they're building. Yes. <laughs> so good. That is a really I have good a favorite. one. And they like miss their date with the twins, right? Yep. The other <laughs> the other one that comes to mind is the one where they dress up as uh, Orthodox Jews. Yes, to spy, to spy on, on Megan, Megan on her first date. Her, yeah, with the little surfer boy with the swoop Justin Bieber haircut. Correct. Mm. Uh, my my favorite episode that immediately comes to mind is Foam Finger. I don't remember Foam Finger. They go over Josh's worst day in his childhood, which was the day that some kid bought the last Foam Finger yes. and then kicked his ass. <laughs> yes, at I remember this baseball game. And then you find out the kid who kicked his ass. Was jo- was Drake, yeah. <laughs> and Drake tells the story from a different point of view, where it makes him seem like the hero because he helped this little orphan girl get her last foam finger. <laughs> um, and then they go upstairs. He gets the foam finger, and Drake's like, "I kept it all this time because I love it." And he like starts kissing it, and then they rip the foam finger in half, and like, it's just one of those like classic Drake and Josh idiot moments where oh, yeah. like it's. It's like, congratulations, you two ruined it all. Yep. Right? You're a bunch of boobs. Right. So, Crazy Steve. <laughs> oh, my crazy God. Drake yes. and Josh. Oh, yeah. The guy who took off his shoes and, like, spun him around uh, became... <laughs> some people say he kidnapped Megan, forced her to change her name, <laughs> changed his name, became an artist, and that's how he got iCarly. Well, he studied to become a lawyer and then became an artist. Yes. According so to So these two uh, universes are lore. connected in some way. They are not, no. but they are... <laughs> Only because, so Drake Bell wrote the the theme song yep. for iCarly. He did. Um, but there was also a closing credit where Drake Bell walks on set of iCarly and like busts down the door and goes, Megan, we've been looking everywhere for you. <laughs> yeah. Where have you been? Yeah. And she's just like looking at him confused like, I'm Carly Shay. And then like <laughs> Crazy Steve walks in like, but he's not. He's Spencer. And he's, like, eating, like, a bowl of, like, like spaghetti with chocolate sauce on it because LOL so <laughs> yeah. random XD. Because yeah. he's crazy. Right. And he's like, who's this guy? And he just goes, Steve? And it goes, <laughs> And then it, like, closes. And you're just meant to, like, sit there and ponder, like. That's perfect. Is this, a, is, it, is this a confirmation that we were right this whole time? That crazy Steve really did kidnap? <laughs> crazy Steve be crazy. Right. Um, you know so, what? Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but like, ahead. you know what show was on Nickelodeon that uh, really like I think kicked off my love of uh, like sitcoms. What's that? More like these like meant to be funny, but has like sprinkled in moments of like wholesomeness. Yeah. Um, fuck, I can't remember it now. Zoe, Zoe one hundred and one, Zoe one hundred and one. I yes. don't like that show. I loved Zoe 101 for some. It was for girls, and I didn't. Yeah, watch. I had two little sisters, and I totally <laughs> used them as an excuse to watch it, and it was so good. Zoe 101 was so. 
I don't know. You just connected with the character. I connected with Chase. I'm like, come on, Chase. You can get the girl. <laughs> like, wait. Chase Chase what? was the fuzzy-haired kid. Okay. For some reason, I thought he was the guy who never wore shirts with sleeves. I don't remember his, his dad name. Was super you know rich. what? We're going to look over the cast of Zoe 101. Yeah. Because Zoe 101 actually was going to be one of our next stopping points. Oh, was it? Because yeah. Zoe 101 introduced us to Victoria Justice. You're brought right. her into the limelight. Uh, because she came in kind of one of the later seasons to take over for one of the actresses who played one of Zoe's roommates mm-hmm. who didn't stick around. So here's the list of um, here's the list of characters. We have Zoe Brooks, who's played by Jamie Lynn Spears. I'm surprised this hasn't had a spinoff yet. Well, it had <laughs> a falling out. There, no, it had it. It had a. It wasn't. It wouldn't be a falling out. It would be a uh, cancellation. Yes, but <laughs> but it was a school. It was Pacific Coast High, right? Mm-hmm. PSA. Yeah. yeah. P- PCA. 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 Pacific Coast High was a school Pacific previously Coast only. Academy. It previous. Yes. It previously <laughs> oh, okay. only allowed boys to attend, and throughout the first like season, it goes to be like, hey, this is why girls should be allowed to do things. Yeah. That was like okay. the the move of the show. Yeah, but then it also covered stuff of, like, like a school trying to transition to having girls there. It's like, hey, none of the bathroom. Like, why does every single bathroom have a urinal in it? Yeah. And, mm. like, the guys who had been there the previous years were like, we don't want girls here. We ought to do stuff before it's crazy, man. It's dumb. <laughs> How old are these boys? They're, like, 13. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what the they play. Yeah. Um, but we had Jamie Lynn Spears, who played Zoe Brooks, our, our leading character. Oh, no, it wasn't Chase. You were right. It was Dustin. That's what I thought. Dustin Brooks. Um, no, wait, Dustin Brooks was the, the little brother. Yeah, yeah. Remember, because the little brother comes in at a later season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chase Matthews was... Um, the male main character in Zoe one-on-one and the first person that Zoe meets at PCA. So correct. he was the fuzzy-haired one. Uh, People make fun of Chase's bushy hair. They, which, which I remember is that. referred to by Michael as crazy Jewish afro. Yeah, Never I remember that. Never would to say that today. Because that it's show true. was the... I had long hair at the time. Yeah, everyone had a... a uh, can I use the word? It, it's a Jufro. Yeah. yeah. That's how you can... We st- it. Not everyone had a Jufro. All three of us could grow a an Jufro. afro. It's true. I grew like a true... Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you looked like... You I, looked I like, looked like Chase. Like Chase. Mm. Uh, continuing on, we had Dana Cruz, who was only in season one. She was eventually replaced by... Victoria Justice, who came in as Lola Martinez, who uh, originally was goth, if you guys remember. Yep. Uh, and she freaked everybody out, but you later found out she was actually an actress yeah. who was trying to method act, and she was actually normal, probably because her character wasn't very well received, and they're like, <laughs> we have to fix her, <laughs> right yeah. or we're going to end up with another person. Uh, Michael Barrett is the uh, rich kid. No. Who, like, isn't it? Nope. Michael was uh, Dustin or Chase's best friend. Uh, he was the uh, correct. Yeah. Uh, yes, he was the African American fellow. Yes, who was at the school? Who was the rich kid? I don't know. Uh, James Logan. Garrett. Logan. Logan, mm. Logan, Logan Reese. Reese was the like guy who always flirted with Zoe and was like, obviously you're gonna end up with me. But then like ended up with Lola later on. I think. I don't remember. No, Logan ends up with Quinn, the girl right. who's like the super nerdy, like weird girl. Yes, I think she collected Q-tips in the yeah. first, <laughs> and she also slept <laughs> upside random. down because it, uh, like, gave her better brain blood flow. Yes, and for somehow she ends up with, or he ends up with Quinn, mm, something um, like that. But throughout it, there is the world famous time capsule episode, which yes, uh, mm. which is where Zoe puts in a DVD. Um, 
that basically says, hey, Chase, this is how I feel about you. And on the 10th anniversary, they came out with a short that later confirmed what was on the DVD. What was it? Now in the future, Chase has delivered uh, the DVD and is by Michael, who comes rushing into this cafe because Chase is about to propose to this other woman who is this unnamed <laughs> character. He like has the ring out. He's down on wow. one knee. Michael busts in, and Michael's like, hey, the time capsule's open. I have the DVD. And he's like, did you... Did you watch it? He's like, here, you got to watch it. And, like, puts it into this, like, futuristic device that, like, pops up a hologram of Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Jamie, Jamie, Lee Jamie, Lee, Jamie Lee Spears. <laughs> Jamie Lee Spears. Jamie Lee Curtis. Where did this go? <laughs> Jamie Lee Spears. Not Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Jamie Lee Spears. Um, <laughs> um, named after Jamie things. Lee Curtis, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's fake news. Fake news. Um, but J- Jamie Lee Spears and... She, like, admits her love for Chase. It's like, I have a huge crush on Chase, and I really mm-hmm. like Chase, which I thought is how the series ended, was they ended up together, but uh, this would indicate that that is, in fact, not the case. Well, he he leaves his fiance immediately, like, puts the ring back in his pockets, like, I have to go find Zoe, <laughs> and, like, runs out of the coffee shop. Michael sits at the table with his now ex-girlfriend, and is like, hey, what's your name? Like, starts flirting He's with like, her. He's like, hey, can I have some of those fries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you remember this. I think so. Dan Schneider, you've done it again. You've ruined everything. Well done. Yeah. He's he's one of those... I know we don't want to talk about him, but I want to talk about him. He he likes feet. That's <laughs> all that there is to have it. Have you heard about this, Nick? Vaguely. He's... So it's it's that, like, he purposefully puts, like, and writes in weird scenes that, like, expose, like, like young girls' feet. Like some other uh, director that you might know. Mm. Well, yeah. No. Okay. Uh, we could just avoid this. Okay. Harvey uh, Weinstein? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. No. Not him. Just walk away from it. But uh, <laughs> to jump back on. Um, it's, it's hard to avoid Dan Snyder because he, he wrote a lot of these shows that we're talking about now. That's true. Yeah. And well, going well, on to his, his next uh, passion project, he wrote <laughs> for uh, iCarly. Which uh, he owns you know, shoes, you know. We all we all knew. Uh, well, so let's let's talk real quick about like why uh, Zoe One Hundred and One ended. Okay, yeah, let's talk because like it I feel like we... we we hyped it up a lot and we were just like and it got canceled. Like, yeah, that's because it's very taboo. Yeah, um, is it because Jamie Lynn Spears got um, you know preggers or is that, is that yes? Rumor? So is Jamie 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 Lynn, Lynn not Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lynn Spears <laughs> mm-hmm. there you go. ended up pregnant, and they didn't want teen pregnancy to become a factor in Zoe 101. Mm-hmm. It does happen. It does happen. Well, and it wasn't even, they didn't want that controversy of one of their actors who was supposed to be like a role model in some ways, who like outside of the show was. Uh, the best word I can think of, like someone who would actually make this decision, uh, they would probably use the word a uh, harlot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. And I, uh, yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of like, and that's just like one of the many reasons that it probably got canceled. But also, it was going on like its seventh season. No, it was only on its fourth. Really? Yeah, uh, I remember felt like it was that's so, long for Nickelodeon. Show. It was mm-hmm. so long. That's like the precipice length. Mm-hmm. Of like once it hits its fourth season, they're like, we gotta close this out soon. Yeah, that's the Paramount. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good, Nick. <laughs> um, 
But yes, that's the reason it got canceled. So we move on to iCarly, mm-hmm. uh, which probably wouldn't have been as successful as it was if not for the sudden boom in YouTube and internet uh, that was happening around <laughs> that time. Because, I mean, at the time, like, that iCarly was premiering, that was around when, like, Shane Dawson was getting big and, like, YouTubers who, like, had these mm-hmm. YouTube shows were getting huge. And you'd watch that in real life and you'd think, I could do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm a kid, but I could do this. And then they introduced to you a show uh, that's relevant because it's a child who is doing it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember iCarly for me came at, like, right around the time where I was, like, trying to separate myself from these things cause like, like from these like children shows sure because yeah. that does happen yeah because it came out in what 2007 yeah and that was at that time what was i going into i forgot that was junior high for me i was eighth grade yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was eighth grade so i was going into freshman year and so i was like i'm going into freshman year high school i'm a high schooler i need to grow up I need, I need to, to watch Adult Swim. Kitty shows, but in, <laughs> inside I'm like, I don't want iCarly. I want more Drake and Josh. Yeah, right. <laughs> and streaming services didn't exist at the time, so you watch what was handed. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it succeeded because of that big internet boom. Um, and then it came became Victorious, mm-hmm. and Victorious went on for several seasons probably. Uh, iCarly got six seasons. Yeah. All right. Six seasons and a movie. It was, it was six a long, seasons and a movie. Yeah, it was, it was a long, long-running show. My community. Congratulations. Six seasons and a movie. Didn't get a movie, but we're still waiting. Um, so that became Victorious and Victorious became Sam and Cat. And because Sam and Cat was Sam, like it was literally Sam Sam from iCarly. Yeah. And Cat from Victorious. Yeah. You're right. Roommates. Yeah. Um, who was Ariana Grande. Mm hmm. Ariana Grande played Cat from Sam and Cat. Oh, yep. that's right. Now yeah, she was. Yeah. You're connecting all the wires. She now. was a child yeah. star before she was. A oh, big very pop much star. so. Um, she, she took that route. You know, Sam, the ki- the girl who played Sam Puckett, um, can't think of her name right now. She took a different route. Uh, equally good. What does she do? Now? Is she still an actress? No. What no. does she do? Now? She's just famous now. She's just living off her iCarly money. Okay. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. Like there was a time during Sam and Cat where they asked her to leave for another contro- controversy. Yep. Uh, and I remember like. Uh, Sam and Cat won like some sort of award, but they specifically wouldn't let her go to the award show because it was like days after this news came out. That's mm. bullshit. And they only let Ariana Grande go, <laughs> or some shit like that. That's dumb. I don't know the controversy, but I guess we'll leave it. Ba- basically, there were not even like nude pictures leaked online, but like pictures of her in like a bra and underwear. Yes, that like right. leaked online. Yes, and later she did a photo shoot. Uh, to just basically be like, all right, Nick, fuck you. Yeah. Like, now I'm going to do this lewd photo shoot. Yeah. Um, J- Jenna, Jeanette, Jeanette, Jeanette McCurdy. McCurdy. Yeah. Jeanette McCurdy. That was her. Mm-hmm. Um, Very cute girl. Yeah, no, Jeanette she, McCurdy is. She, and it's one of those you watch, like, any interview with her, and she's, like, incredibly funny. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, she's and, like, great. very charismatic. I hope that in the future we see more of her career. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about cartoons. You want to talk about cartoons? Sure. I would love to talk about cartoons. I want to talk about cartoons because we talked about Teen Nick, which is where I spent most of my time on Nickelodeon. And uh, we are running a bit close to our timeline. I think we can go a little long. Uh, yeah. We can go a little long. We, talk we're talking about a subject that we're all very passionate about. Correct. Yeah, Nickelodeon. So, I mean, we already talked about Ren and Stimpy, which is... Uh, so, Ren and Stimpy, Angry Beavers, that's where this story begins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Rugrats. These were all around the same uh, kind of time period where... Uh, they were still trying to find their footing. They were making adult jokes on a kids' network. 
but that's okay. It was okay because you got away with it. Back mm-hmm. then, the yeah, it was like let's tell jokes that we know kids aren't gonna get. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna be like, ha, those lines are weird. But then like, the adults are like, oh, I can't believe they did that. So much so, SpongeBob was also around this time. Yeah. SpongeBob <laughs> is old, uh, yeah. but SpongeBob originally was written for MTV to be like a Beavis and Butthead style, like. <laughs> SpongeBob and Patrick. SpongeBob and yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was supposed to take this like underwater creature and like put him through these adult situations. But MTV was like, we don't want it. Yeah. Right? They missed out. <laughs> they totally time. missed. They totally <laughs> missed the bus on this. Well, I think it's one of those things. If they if they would have gone the MTV route, they would have the show would be so different. Yeah, it would. It probably would have gotten a lot less seasons mm-hmm. because MTV at the time was doing cartoons. Actually, MTV at the time was doing the Spider Man cartoon yeah. with Neil Patrick Harris as Peter yeah. Parker. And cool. I think I think I remember at the time they were also transitioning away from cartoons. Yeah, and more into like uh, reality TV, an episode that we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Trashy TV. Yeah, just kind of exactly like trash TV. But so the creator of SpongeBob, who rest in peace, he's recently died. Um, he uh, went to Nickelodeon and sold it as a kids show. It mm-hmm. became really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, you also got Angry Beavers, which was the show about two beavers who lived in a house that I was jealous of. Mm-hmm. It was their dam that they built that I was extremely jealous of. Yeah. You also had a cat dog. <laughs> that was a good show. Cat dog. You were a cat dog? The home with a little cat dog. The home with a little cat dog. <laughs> and they had like the neighbor who was like the mouse, and the mouse yeah. like has the meme where he like I busts the, down a door. Well, and, like, I think walks the mouse in. was the landlord, which is why he yeah, could he just was. bust down. He was the landlord. <laughs> and they had Rocco's Modern Life. Yep. It's a good um, show. Sorry, back to Cat Dog. I remember there being an episode where Cat Dog was obsessively, or not Cat Dog, but Cat from Cat Dog was mm-hmm. obsessively collecting action figures. Mm-hmm. And he had that room where he had the bubble suit on, and all the action figures started talking to him. Yep. They're like Commander Joe's, and they all changed a little bit. And now looking at my Funko Pop collection, I'm like, I've become Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Someone help me. It's one of those things, where, like, when I'm, when I was younger. I definitely looked at Cat as like, oh, you stuck up dweeb. And yeah. now I'm like, oh, and I now am. that I'm older, I'm just like, fuck. I relate so much more to Cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's Cat unfortunate. now. <laughs> um, but they had Rocco's Modern Life, which had a lot of weird adult innuendos as well, especially with the frog characters. Yeah, there were a couple episodes that were a little weird. Yeah, there was the episode where Rocco worked for a sex line. That did happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. <laughs> they're like, what are you wearing? And he's like, um, a flower shirt. <laughs> And like that was it. Yeah, and oh, it was just like it was the innuendo was like I think in the background of it because it was like all the sticky notes around him were like, remember, tell him, tell him you look good. <laughs> I remember like, the line, "Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby." Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> and that's like what he has written on the. He's that like flew reading right it. over my head. Wow. Yeah. Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. I thought he was just in a call center. No. no, that flew over my head, too. That was one of the things that, like, I learned from the internet looking back at it. <laughs> but that was, like, what was so clever about it, you know, yeah. was the it's... fact that it did just kind of fly directly over your head. It yeah. snuck it in. Whatever. Right. So, um, with Cat Dog, you had Hey Arnold as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the story of the football head who lived in the Bronx, right? I fucking loved Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold! Hey Arnold, <laughs> hey Arnold had uh, the movie where... He went searching for his parents. It was mm-hmm. absolutely heartbreaking. It was, yeah. That show, like, low-key, like... It was heartbreaking. Yeah. There was, like, the the Pigeon Man episode where, yeah. like, the homeless man, like, definitely dies at the end. Yeah. He Oof. gets, like, carried away by pigeons, but, like, it's implied that he, like, passed away. Yeah. Um, I remember... The, the big one that I remember is Stoop Kid. 
Stoop kid. Stoop, stoop kid's gonna stoop. Yeah, stoop kid's afraid to leave his stoop. That's right. And he never would. Yeah. Did he, he actually? Wouldn't. No, he did. They got him to leave his stoop. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I remember that one. There was the baseball episode where they fight over a lot for a baseball field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what other one? I remember it? where he finally went on a date with uh, Helga. No, not Helga. No. The the like uh, Mary. No, not uh, the uh, Wizard of Oz looking girl with the pigtails, and they go to the movies, and she's eating frozen ice cream balls. And she's like, would you like frozen ice... Or he's, no, he's like, would you like a frozen ice cream ball? And, like, his breath is cold because the movie theater's cold. Yeah. Like, uh, she, like, eats one, and then their breath, like, both of them are, like, breathing out the, like, frost flakes. Oh. Yeah, it's it's nice, but he clearly wasn't supposed to end up with her, so, like, something yeah. doesn't work out. Like, at the end, she's like, hey, is your friend single? Or, like, something like that happens. Oof. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. I remember the uh, episode where the, there's a haunted train. The haunted that? train, yeah. That one's... The ghost, <laughs> it was the ghost train because they heard it every night. They couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. But there yeah. was no train. And like at the end, you find out that it was... It was actually a ghost train. It was actually a ghost train. Do you guys remember train. the episode where numbers. they were like trying to hide from the fifth graders? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. There was like an episode where the fifth graders are coming to get them or something. They end up like hiding in this makeshift bunker in the fucking junkyard. And I remember just like being traumatized. It's like, cause I was younger than like yeah. third grade. And yeah. I was like, Is this what middle school is going to fucking be like? <laughs> Are the fifth graders going to beat my ass for lunch money? <laughs> like, uh, I, I hope it's not like this at the Catholic school. <laughs> of course it never was. No. But. <laughs> Worst thing that probably happened is a, a ball hitting you in the head, but yeah. what are you going to do? There was an episode that had a dead celebrity. And it was a conspiracy episode. What? Yes. And I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it Hey Arnold? Or? It was Hey Arnold. And it wasn't Elvis. I think it had... Not Dean Martin. I think it had Frank Sinatra in it. You're right. You're right. Because it was one where there was a local theater that they were trying to... Uh, Dino. Dino. It was Dino a, Spumoni. It was a Frank Sinatra-esque character. Yes. Who was supposed to be dead. He was supposed to be a dead guy. Yeah, I remember that guy. Um, and Arnold would talk to Dino. Yes. But, like, Dino was, like, a celebrity who was meant to be, like, he was not supposed to be alive. Yeah. And then, like, at the end of one of his episodes, he, like, disappears. Like, yeah. in, like, a gust of wind or something like that. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of freaky episodes of Hey Arnold. Yeah. Looking back, a lot of really scary episodes. <laughs> scary episodes and... They tugged on your heartstrings too. Oh every yeah, so often. I mean for sure it did. And they talked about like being adopted by like your grandparents and like your parents not being around. And yeah. there's always the big question of like what happened to Arnold's parents. And you're like, they just got in a plane crash. I think right. I think it was something like that. They got lost in the Amazon. Yeah, or it's implied. Mm -hmm. It was something just well, absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. It was a story about they got in a plane crash and tried to. They were like attempting to survive in the Amazon. Yeah. 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 I don't know if they died or not. They just like they're chilling in the Amazon still, trying to get back. Yeah, I don't know. I think so, they left it off as, like, they tried to play it off as, like, there's way more to the story, and Arnold just being like, nah, I got my grandparents. I'm good. That's exactly what it was. It was, like, he had found this clue, and he was searching it down, and then, like, his grandfather found out that he was, like, looking into it, and, like, was like, hey, I can't hide this from you. If you want to go looking into it, you can, but just know, like, me and my grandma, or me and your grandma will always be here for you. Mm -hmm. um, because he wasn't hiding it, but he's like, I'm not going to be the one to tell you. Yeah, and so Arnold stops looking into it. It's just like, I'm happy with what I got. Like mm -hmm. whatever happened happened, and you find out like it shows his parents, and they're like surviving in the wilderness somewhere, mm -hmm. and they're like still alive. Yeah, but just hop a flight. What are you doing? 
He doesn't know. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> so, Hey Arnold came, and then after that, introduces the Fairly Odd Parents. That was a staple. <laughs> that was a good show. That was uh, Dan Hartman. Yeah. yeah. You know, ooh, this has to be mentioned in the same breath, though. Jimmy Neutron. Because of the yes. Jimmy, Jimmy Timmy, Timmy Power, Power Hour. Hour. Yes. The, 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 oh man, that, I got pumped <laughs> when they were like, I know. There were two moments from my childhood when I remember I, okay, there, there are multiple moments, but I'll say there are three big moments it's where Nickelodeon had me by the fucking kahunas and they were like, you're ours. And that was, uh, of course, the, uh, Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Okay. They're like, you're gonna be Can't here. Really. You're gonna, you're gonna watch this. Mm-hmm. Well, I can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was you. Yeah, it was just That's me. That's how that works. But, <laughs> it was you, whatever. But it was the uh, Channel Surfers episode of Fairly Odd Parents, mm. yes. where they went into like Dragon Ball Z. They went into. Um, do you remember this episode? Vicky gets a magical remote, and so does Timmy. And they both get teleported into the TV, and they go through like a okay. Tom and Jerry parody. Okay, this it's very similar to the uh, internet. Episode. Yes. Also, that's where my mind went. Episode. That's where my mind okay, went. Okay, so there are four like, moments where like? Nickelodeon was like, "We have you, your house," and it was the the Channel Surfers, the one where they go into the internet, mm-hmm. and the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, and the sequel to the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, mm-hmm. um, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, but the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, it was it Did, started out they, as didn't they call the sequel the Timmy Jimmy Power Hour or something? Yes, because yeah. the first one was. Timmy Turner going into Jimmy Neutron's world because Correct, yeah. Jimmy Neutron did some sort of a well, no, it was Jimmy going into Timmy's world. Timmy then got transported to Jimmy's world. That was the second one. Yep. No, I, I thought think. I think that was the first one because it was part of one of Jimmy's experiments. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then Timmy liked it so much that he wished for it again. Ah, uh, we need to rewatch these. We do. <laughs> I'm sure they're online somewhere. Maybe maybe something for our Patreon. Maybe. We do a little, <laughs> we little do watch a little, through. A little watch Entertain through. Entertain this, react to. <laughs> um, that could be fun. Yeah. Reaction but I remember, I remember that Jimmy Neutron looked fantastic in Dan Hartman's world. Well, because all of them did. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it, it was an actual cartoon. And Timmy Turner looked fucking terrifying <laughs> in Jimmy Neutron's world. He did. He looked all <laughs> gumby. Jimmy, <laughs> who is this? <laughs> I fucking love your Carl Weezer impression. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, I don't think he's supposed to be here. What's the matter, Jimbo? <laughs> yeah, what's the matter, Jimbo? Pizza Endless time. pie. Remember? Endless pie. Yeah, yeah I like, remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the pizza is aggressive. <laughs> the pants are coming for us! <laughs> Ultra Lord. <laughs> oh man. I'm peeing in the shower. <laughs> go, go, go. I'm peeing in the shower. Uh that was the I'm still doing it. So so <laughs> Timmy, uh the uh fairly odd parents, you have to talk about these kind of inner inner just because of the Jimmy Timmy power, these are kind of like br- they're, they're braided together yeah. in my memory. Um but the fairly odd parents started out as a TV show. Mm-hmm. It was episode by episode by episode. Uh, and then eventually got these like hour long specials. But Jimmy Neutron was a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius uh, was a movie that um, got its own TV show after. Yep. Because it, was, it wasn't a Nickelodeon movie, but it was like a movie that was like produced by Nickelodeon. Yeah. Well, um, was it a direct to TV thing? No, no. It, was, no, no, no. it was. It had theater. a full theatrical release and everything. I saw it in oh, okay. theaters. But uh, yeah, so like it was. The the movie of 
of Jimmy Neutron was the aliens come to the planet after Jimmy sends yeah. out a toaster that's like trying to make life. It was like trying to make contact contact with aliens, with aliens. and <laughs> he, he like ends Sputnik. up. Uh, contacting these egg aliens. Yeah. Who, aliens oh, who I remember that. Are made of yolk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they come down and they take all of the parents. Oh. Strictly. Because of something Jimmy said. I don't remember something about like parents. He like made a joke that like parents were delicious or something. Like he was like parents. T- oh no, he said my mom and dad are so sweet. Yeah. And then um, the aliens were like sweet. I bet they're tasty. <laughs> so, no, I thought it was like. He didn't want them around, so the aliens like, well, we can take them. They won't care. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so the kids have like two weeks of like, no, it was like a day, wasn't it? Yeah, That's it was like the joke. Like, a day. like he was like, I'm eating all the ice cream that I want. He's like eating the ice cream and stuff, and then it like cuts because the kids have taken over the news. So this is like a news span thing. Yeah. And this is where you get like the I'm peeing in the shower. I'm peeing in the shower. Yeah. And like. Um, he, this kid's like eating all the ice cream. It's like Bulby or something. You remember? Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> and Bulby's like, Bulby. I'm eating ice cream. I'm eating all the ice cream. And then it like pans back and he's like, <laughs> I ate all the ice cream and now my stomach. <laughs> I remember it was like specifically, hurts. There's consequences for your actions. So, so they, the kids all decide collectively that they need their parents back and that they miss their parents, and Jimmy is to lead them on this uh, adventure. J- Jimmy teaches them all how to build spaceships out of the <laughs> out local... Out of the old sure. carnival parts. Yeah, the local carnival, yeah. And he gets the rocket off of the, like, rocket ride. Yeah. And that's, like, his signature rocket. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and they all launch from their respective rides in their own unique ways. <laughs> I remember this specifically because... Uh, Cindy and her uh, her best friend are making their own rocket, and they're like well, this doesn't make any sense. And Timmy just goes, "Well, guys, it's not like it's rocket science." Oh wait, oh, oh wait, it, it is. is. And that's like the big joke. <laughs> and I remember just being like, <laughs> "I remember that some kids got like really great rockets. Like one of them got to fly away on like yeah. the uh, the Karis wheel or not the car the car the the." Some of them got like different like roller coaster or like big wheel the big the big one that got me was some of them got the uh, the octopus arms. No, no, oh no. yeah, that was the awesome. octopus arms. They threw up. Yeah, they like <laughs> they're like, why did we pick this? Because <laughs> like, well, what it was is like the octopus idea. was spinning, and then each arm had its own spinner on top of it. Yeah, so they're like mm-hmm. flying through space and throwing up into the voids of space. Yeah, because there's Which oxygen does happen. in space in this world. <laughs> and they he had Goddard. You remember? Yeah. The, the, the metal, the robot dog. Yes. Yeah, that was one thing that weirded me out was every single like there was no oxygen in space. Like there, there was there was oxygen in space. Something. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Like they didn't need like to like. Nope. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Like even as a kid, I was just kind of like, I don't think that's how it works, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, and that kind of launched into launched. Thank you. That launched into uh, the Jimmy Neutron show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was then a weird show. It was a very weird show. But then we got like the episode where it's like a trivia show where they're like trying to decide which planet to destroy or something, <laughs> or like which planet to allow survive in this like big game show. Do you remember that episode? Mm-hmm. And like the people to represent yes. Earth are like Jimmy and all of his friends. Hmm. Wait, um, are you meaning to tell me that Rick and Morty stole the idea from <laughs> Jimmy Neutron? Rick and you know what I'm about? If you're currently watching our live stream that we're doing, you would see that my face is confused and surprised. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know. Show me what you got. Yep. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, I guess they did steal it. Um, so <laughs> Good job, Dan Harmon. <laughs> way to go, Dan. They stole it from Shakespeare. Did Dan Harmon make Jimmy Neutron? I, I don't think it. so. I doubt it. Uh, but there were a lot of episodes of Jimmy Neutron that were great. The pants episode where the pants take over. Because they used too much starch. Because they used too much starch. <laughs> yeah. one where he gets smart a... pants. That... Yeah. Jimmy what? Neutron made smart pants. Why? I don't though? know. Because why not? What was the use? I mean, that was the entirety of Jimmy's shtick was to make like inventions <laughs> that you don't solved, like problems that didn't exist, except yeah. for Jimmy. <laughs> like making this podcast. We were trying to fill a void that <laughs> yeah, didn't exist. Exactly. Um, we were trying to fix a problem. You're right. And that is kind of what it was. But, I mean, you know, Fairly Odd Parents went on for a while. Um, and it kind of closes the gap on my childhood with Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it ends at, at the Fairly Odd Parents. I had one show that kind of continued uh, Nickelodeon more into my adolescence than I thought it would. What is that? Well, it's a show that has had a little bit of a resurgence recently okay. uh, due to it being uh, added to Netflix. Uh, Avatar, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Avatar was originally on Nickelodeon. That was one of the first American animes, right? Yeah, that's well, like what it's. That was the thing for. is like there was a big controversy of like, is it a cartoon or is it anime? And I mean, I think that <laughs> it doesn't can, matter. It's you good. can argue that yeah. it it is anime. Um, I mean, anime is just literally like animation in Japanese. Yeah, right. So I mean, they're all anime, but this yeah. is like the first American shot at. Um, it was the first like American cartoon stylized directly from an anime. Right. Like it was meant purposefully to be styled like an anime. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job. Oh my God. Um, I, th- if you have either of you gone back and watched it recently. Yes. I watched it as recently as like a year ago. Oh, I recently <laughs> watched it like a month ago when it came yeah. out of Netflix. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> on Netflix for a while for, like, and then the it went time. off and it came back on. Did it? Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't, like, I don't think ago. you're, I don't think you're right about that because I remember being, I remember constantly being on the watch for new streams of it because in high school I rewatched it again. Oh, uh, you know what it was? I had to watch it on like Watch Cartoon Online or some (laughs) shit. I had roommates who bought all of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, because it's fucking great. (laughs) On DVD. And they wanted me to watch it all the way through because I had only seen from my childhood like bits and pieces of it. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Yeah. So they wanted me to watch it all the way through with them. So they bought the entire series. That's what we watched on. You're right. It wasn't on Netflix then. I was watching it on DVD. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good fucking show. It is. Um, it's a good show. So is The Legend of Korra. I haven't watched that one yet, but I hear great things. Yeah, it's it is one. very good. I've seen a lot of Tumblr posts yeah. involving The Legend of Korra. <laughs> yeah. So there are a couple of spoilers for me. Um, yeah. I hear Legend of Korra is great. Is it on Nickelodeon? Uh, not yet. Well, it's not on Netflix, but it is coming to Netflix, I think, within the next month or so. I, I ended up... Uh, getting the demo the demo the uh trial for uh cbs all access to watch it and CB, I, <laughs> so I made, cbs all access yeah. first yeah that is strange <laughs> it's yeah so it's funny. very weird i'm gonna pull up the nickelodeon tv schedule and this is how we'll end this is just to see um what do we what do we got nowadays still playing spongebob yeah spongebob oh, yeah. is still coming out with new episodes they're not whether they should or not i don't know they're not yeah. great <laughs> they're not let's um, go jelly fishing patrick i'm gonna scroll it won't let me scroll very but i can see shows <laughs> so we'll do that so here's some things that I, I just don't so spongebob squarepants i remember there being Young like a, a nickelodeon like it was a weird nickelodeon uh like news thing that i ignored 
when it came on, I turned everything off. It was like Nick News. I think I watched that. I don't think I ever watched it. What the yeah. fuck are these shows? So, yeah. So, we got, like, Young Dylan, who is a, a king, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, cool. The Loud House, I've heard of, but i never seen. Danger Force? Danger Force. No, that looks like it's straight up just like a rip off of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Unfiltered <laughs> looks like it's just a rip off of that one uh, professional skater show on MTV. Uh, what's it called? Robin Big. Yeah, he rest in peace, Big. He has something. He has some sort of show now. Rod Rod Diedrich does or Diedrich yeah. or whatever he has. Um, but Henry Danger, all, all that's back. These? All that is back. <laughs> just which like is something cool. I guess. Look, Alvin and the Chipmunks now has their own Stop. show. Alvin. I guess so. Ollie's Pack sounds like Chalk Zone. Oh. Yes. Yo. We didn't talk about Chalk, Chalk Zone. Zone. Oh, I searched for Rudy's Chalk for my entire childhood. <laughs> you know how cool I remember be? drawing in chalk on concrete being like, oh, this is going to go to Chalk Zone. Yeah, I got to make a perfect circle to make a portal to Chalk Zone. And I could never get the circle perfect and that's why i never made it to chalk zone do you know i the only thing that made me not believe in chalk zone though what imagine how many penises there would be in chalk zone <laughs> just walk around in their balls like, <laughs> like hi boys and girls <laughs> i don't know what i am he drew me and now i'm here so you just see it's just like oh my god you're right something i never thought of you've ruined my because the whole idea is like anything that is drawn on any chalkboard becomes real in chalk zone yeah. oh shit yeah that's a lot of equations oh yeah that's a lot of calculus i don't want to revisit you're right they didn't include that either <laughs> power rangers <laughs> power rangers is now on Cartoon Net or not? Or on I Nick think it Nick was technically Nick. always on. Was it Nickelodeon? Teenage yeah. Ninja Turtles ended up on Nickelodeon. Were you, were you big Power Rangers people? No, nope, I wasn't. You you were our anime boy. I was a <laughs> massive Power Rangers fan. Yeah, Power you're Rangers. My favorite childhood boy. movie was the uh, was the original Power Rangers movie uh, featuring Ivan Ooze, mm. Uh, mm. where they rely on the power of Haley's Comet. To defeat Ivan, he goes, why the fuck do I still remember this? That is, that is Greek to me, but that sounds crazy. Yeah. Looking over all of this, it's kind of weird. There aren't that many shows still on Nickelodeon. Well, I don't think there were really that many shows back then either. But I because the TV, oh, TV ratings, yeah, you don't like, need to know that. It's I very important. I wanted to see if I could see like how they're doing. He oh, <laughs> literally thought TV ratings. Was you could call link to their ratings. What, what is Keep Viacom? Oh, Viacom is just like the, it the is, overall It owner. is dying, isn't it? Yeah. No, we don't like Viacom because they take down YouTube poops. Yeah. Mm, okay, well, Viacom <laughs> owns BET, Comedy Central, MTV, Nick, Paramount Network, and BH1. Viacom's the reason that Paramount Kings Island doesn't exist anymore. Right. Uh, so screw Paramount. Or not, yeah, well, well, screw Paramount. But screw Viacom mostly because not only did they get rid of YouTube poops for Nick, but they took away one of my favorite. They sold it away to uh, what? what farms? What are they called? Pepperidge Farms? Is it no? What they make the sausages? They make it was sausages. who who owns Six Flags? Cedar Point. Cedar Point. Cedar Point. Pep they sold it. Cedar Farms. To Cedar Farms. <laughs> uh, and that's what we're gonna leave it on. Uh, Viacom, you, you were doing great for a while there, but now uh, you just don't hold up as well, and then that's why people are moving to Disney and moving to um, moving to Cartoon Network. Mm -hmm. uh, and one more thing I want to talk about before we go. Uh, do you guys remember Adventure Time? Yeah. yeah. You know, Adventure Time was originally supposed to be on Nickelodeon. Yep. 
Oh, really? Yeah. The original pilot, I think, was on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon said no. Mm-hmm. It went to Cartoon Network, and just like SpongeBob, it exploded, and the channel missed out. Mm-hmm. It's they keep in mind. I'm okay with that because Adventure Time is much more of a Cartoon Network show than a Nickelodeon. Show. I agree. It is. It really is. I think that there is a lot more freedom with Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. But that perceived freedom. That is an episode for another time where we will take a look down a different rabbit hole mm-hmm. of Cartoon Network. Probably not during Throwback Month, but <laughs> well, yeah. maybe some other time. That was fun. That was a trip down memory lane. It really is. Hey, that's what I Throwback got, Month's all about, baby. I got throwback. a lot more invested into that than I thought I would. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of shows that I wanted to talk about that seemed like the perfect opportunity, and I'm glad that we got to all of them. Uh, after our small musical break and a chance for us to use the restroom, uh, we'll be back with our quick this this week. Michael, are you ready? Yep. Great. <laughs> Quick. Then we'll be right back. Welcome back from that brief uh, intermission. Uh, Michael, you want to take lead on this? Yeah. Uh, so for this week's uh, Quick This, I thought about... You know, just something that I interacted with on a daily basis. Uh, I'm going to throw it back a little bit. I thought about how fucking strange the Nintendo 64 controller was. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. It. So basically, for anyone who wouldn't know, the Nintendo 64 controller, um, it was essentially a... Uh, think of like an oval... Mm-hmm. Like an elongated oval mm-hmm. with three prongs sticking out of it. Yeah. <laughs> one on the far right side, one on the far left side, just like any normal controller. But then, oh, wait a minute. Throw it for a little bit of a loop, and there's one right smack dab in the middle. <laughs> it's an iconic look. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. Um, it basically, it resembles a bit of an M. Um, mm. But, yeah, no, I chose to specifically talk about this because, like, I... I had had interacted with this on a day-to-day basis, essentially, as a kid, Mm -hmm. uh, unless I was grounded. Mm. And uh, in in tune with Throwback Week, I wanted to throw it back to something that I I thought about and used so much. Um, But yeah, I always just wondered, like, why the fuck would Nintendo ever choose to make a three-pronged controller? Because you only have two hands. There are benefits. There are. Um, And so I went researching it, and... Originally, uh, the idea was that they needed to have separation between 3D and 2D. Mm. And if you recall, the center had an analog stick. Yes. In the center was the analog stick and then a Z button on the back. Correct. Uh, And so the whole thinking process was, okay, 3D movement requires an analog stick, which actually Nintendo was one of the first... Big, big mainstream video game consoles to include the 64 an was yes yeah that's because like Mario 64 was complete 3D game yeah and they needed something that allowed for more input than just up down left right right but then they wanted to still support 2D games and so they included the D pad on the far left so the idea was is that you would essentially enter two complete different contexts hmm. by just completely moving your hand from one to the other play like this your hands on the D-pad, or you could move and play like this. Yeah, and the standard became just always using the analog stick because Nintendo 64 was one of the first consoles that fully supported full 3D movement. Right, Mm. and that was one of, that's like where I think Super Mario, like like Super Smash Bros. comes from, Mm -hmm. is like that. Yeah, so Super Smash Bros. was actually like a very interesting 
uh, idea mm-hmm. because technically Super Smash Bros. was a 2D game. You're right. It was a 2D game, but used the 3D movement. And that was because the 3D movement uh, was actually used for a lot more than just movement. It was like combat controls. Yeah, yeah. It was combat controls along with uh, movement controls. And the idea was that the analog stick was such a... um, It was such an easy thing to use. It Mm -hmm. was so natural that people just always gravitated towards it, Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what the the use was. Um, But then from there, Nintendo took uh, what was considered like one of the strangest controllers... Mm -hmm. Their next console, uh, just like six or seven years later, the GameCube. Yeah. Do you guys remember the GameCube controller? I vaguely remember the GameCube controller. I feel like it was a bit more tamed in design. Mm, It was. It definitely was. In comparison. And so basically, they took a lot of the ideas from the Nintendo 64 controller. Right. And at this point, the PlayStation had released their dual analog stick controller, Mm -hmm. which was (laughs) another big leap forward in gaming. Uh, as far as movement and viewing, because the idea was you always have one analog stick for movement mm-hmm. and another for controlling the camera. Right. Because if you remember Nintendo in Mario 64, the uh, the C buttons or the yellow... Uh, the yellow, tiny little... The tiny little yellow buttons, yeah. those were what controlled the camera. Right. Um, so Nintendo was like, okay, cool, we see this idea with these dual analog sticks. How can we put our own spin on that? Because Nintendo doesn't do anything... Uh, by the book. Did PlayStation 1 come out before? The GameCube? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it did. Okay, but no, it didn't introduce analog sticks. Analog sticks were introduced in the PlayStation 2. Correct. DualShock 2. Yep. Yes. Um, Well, actually, I think there was a specific controller that came out for the regular PlayStation that had. That's right. Okay. And then it became... They were like... Because Twisted Metal was on the PlayStation 1. Yes. And then it became... Twisted Metal was like... And then it became standard Mm -hmm. for the PlayStation 2. Right. Mm -hmm. So GameCube saw that idea from the PlayStation 1. was like, cool, we like that. We'll put a little spin on it. So instead of having them both at the same place where it would make sense, Nintendo still puts one right where your thumb rests Mm -hmm. and then one just a little bit below yeah. <laughs> where your th- right thumb would rest. And that was the C-stick, uh, the yellow little nubbin. Uh, that little, little itty-bitty boy that you use for your Super Smashes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Nintendo controller, all, or the GameCube controller was always weird because you have the Xbox, the PlayStation controller, symmetrical four buttons on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, one giant-ass fucking A button, <laughs> teeny little B button. Right. Uh a weird, like, bean-shaped X and Y buttons. Mm-hmm. They were one of the first controllers, though, to introduce multiple uh, back buttons. Yes, they were. Although, I think the PlayStation did it. I don't remember. I think the PlayStation 1 didn't. PlayStation 2 then had two back buttons on both sides. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But okay. the GameCube was one of the first ones that introduced the right, left, and the Z button, which came back from the back of the... Uh, middle prong of the Nintendo 64 That's controller. a lot of buttons. So your time is up. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to talk more, if we may. Yeah. Uh, because let's keep walking this down, because the next console that came out was the fucking the Wii, Wii that they literally... <laughs> no buttons! They were like, here's this stick, and then here's this... We ripped the bottom off of the Nintendo 64 controller, yep. <laughs> and we're handing it to you. That's, that's, that's literally what they did. <laughs> and you're going to plug that into the other one. You're going to have these two separate controllers. You're like, all right, that's shitty. So then they came out with the Wii U. 
the yep. Wii U, they were like, all right, you didn't so like why? that. We get it. You didn't like that we just ripped the fucking dongle thing off of the... Well, people loved it, though. That was the thing. Did they? The Wii was one of the best-selling consoles of all time. But that was because it was the first to be like, hey, do you ever actually bold in your living room? Yeah. Hey, and, I mean, the motion controls, and it was super like friendly. They were super intuitive for yeah. like people who had never played video games before. Yeah, like they yeah. got it in like nursing homes and stuff like that. Um, but that had very little to do with the control design and all to do with like the, the actual motion controls. And the motion controls was it was so revolutionary at the yeah. time. Yeah, and it's a like lot the of the first games, steps into VR. And a lot of the games were specifically made to take control of the motion controls and do so in a friendly manner. It yep. was a gimmick that they rode with, and it was great. It worked. Um, so they were like, "Okay, we get it. For regular gamers, you guys don't like that." So what we're going to do is we're going to go back to our old ways, but we're going to put a screen in the middle of it. We're basically going to take, like, we're going to take the GameCube controller, split it in half, and then put an iPad between the two. Right, and that was the <laughs> Wii U. Yeah. And people were like, okay, that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. And they were like, all right, now that's all well, you're going to actually, have. people fucking hated it. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were like, this is dumb. I know nobody that owns a Wii U. This is, this is the equivalent of when you had the GameCube and a Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you played like as the little fairy in uh, your your Zelda game because mm-hmm. your friend was playing as Link and wouldn't let you have a turn. Although it it was very much not worth it until uh, Mario uh, Super Mario U came out. Yes, Super and Mar- and uh, Super Mario Maker. Also, that's what I meant. Okay, <laughs> Super, Super Mario Maker. You got to like actually design your level on the pad. <laughs> And then play it. Yep. But they, again, evolved from that pad, and they were like, all right, we're taking away the console. Now this is the console. And everyone yeah. was like, that's dumb. And they're like, but also they're going to have motion controls, and you could take your games anywhere. I don't know. The f- first time I saw the commercial for the Switch, it was, my mind was fucking blown. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> hey, you like a console? What if it was also your handheld? What if you like Skyrim? You like Skyrim? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what if you could play Skyrim while you shit? And I was like... I want that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Everyone was. How many cases of hemorrhoids do you think exist because of Nintendo? <laughs> I can personally the count for three. three? No, I'm, just three? Kid, I'm just kidding. <laughs> awesome. Ouch. I don't think I we have hemorrhoids. I think that's the pinnacle of the podcast. <laughs> I think that we have to we have to end it there. Yeah. You got to um, put while you're ahead. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening uh, to this episode of the podcast Throwback Month. Um, make sure that you check us out on Instagram, uh, again, that is uh, Entertain This Podcast. Twi- our, our Twitch is now up and running. We did live stream this episode. was our first one. Hi, viewers of Twitch. Hello. Uh, you guys are watching us live. Uh, and on there, we're just Entertain This, one word. And then on Twitter, we are Entertain underscore this. Go follow us on our social medias. Keep up to date on all things Entertain This, uh, like when we eventually drop Patreon. Uh, for updates on our Patreon project, we might be launching here soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. We out. Bye. This episode is written by Alex Steele with additional commentary by Michael Zavoya and Nick Mustakangas. Our throwback theme music is produced by DJW. In addition to our end theme music, Rush Bubble by Aaron Spencer. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. Thanks for listening.